Hello there. Welcome to another life transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwe Tachero. Types of foot soldiers. Our vision is to see a movement of churches planted on strategic locations which will transform ordinary people into ardent followers and foot soldiers. We believe in working for the Lord. A foot soldier is a worker. A foot soldier is one who works. Amen. And so all of you are here because you are foot soldiers working for the Lord. Hallelujah. So tell your neighbor, I love working for the Lord. We didn't speak to your neighbor nicely. Tell them again, I love working for the Lord. So we must all love working for God. It should be something that brings you a lot of joy and excitement so that you're not coerced to do it, you're not pushed to do it, you're not reminded to do it. It is part and parcel of who you are as a person. Amen. And, and so we want to look at different types of foot soldiers, workers who are in the church because not all workers in the church are good workers. So we are going to just mix good ones and bad ones so that you avoid bad ones and you embrace good ones. And I pray that you'll be a good worker in Jesus' name. You'll be a good foot soldier of Jesus Christ. I have nine types, but maybe today I'll give you only one. Hmm? John chapter 6. Verse 22. By the way, you know, some of you, if I don't hug you as a pastor, there's nobody to hug you. Your life is very difficult. Ask your neighbor, when, when did you last receive a hug? You'll be so surprised. Am I saying the truth? Oh, yeah. Mm. Felista, it's good to see you. How are you doing? Wow. No, no, Mangarishwa. Hey, it's working. John chapter 6. Pastor Ken, you're doing a good job. Kumbe, you're not just loud. You're also full of works. Powerful works. On... <laughs> John chapter 6. On the following day, when the people were standing on the other side of the sea, saw that there was no other boat there except that one which his disciples had entered and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples but his disciples had gone alone. Next verse. However, other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread after the Lord had given thanks. 24. They were in, go back to the other verse, verse 23. Let's read. However, other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread after the Lord had, it was near where the Lord had multiplied the bread and the fish. You remember that story? So it was near there. Remember the boy who had five loaves of bread and two fishes? It was just around that locality, geographical locality. That's where they were. 
All right? Next verse. Are we together? Are we following the story? Let's read. When Jesus, when the people therefore saw that Jesus was, you see, they came back there. The place of what? Yeah, they say, if we come back, we'll get another free lunch. So they came back there again, hoping that he will do what he did yesterday or the other day when they were hungry. And when they came, they found that he was not, he was not there. So I think they were disappointed. Yeah? Even the disciples were not there. So they also got into the boat. Hmm? Because now they, they discovered that Jesus had gone to the other side. So they say, okay, no problem. It is, it is the person we are looking for. It is not the location. So if the person has moved to the other side, we are also following him. So they also boarded their boats and came to Capernaum. To see who? Jesus. Actually, they were seeking Jesus. But you and I know that they were not looking for Jesus because of ministry. They are looking for Jesus because of what? Because of food. Tell your neighbor, to be honest. I really love food. <laughs> to be honest, I'm telling you the truth. Who doesn't love food here? Me, I love food. Food is good. And these people are looking for Jesus because of food. Alright? Look, one of the things you should pray for, look, look at the problem these people have. Their motivation to look for Jesus is food. And I can tell you, a greater majority of us, our motivation to go to work is food. Food drives you crazy. You have to wake up, go and work. Because of what? Food. Because if you don't work, you will not eat. But I pray that God may bless you so much until food is not an issue in your life. You know, you can be in a service like this and you, you're not shouting amen. You're not excited because your mind is preoccupied with what you're going to eat for dinner. But there are people who are not even thinking about what they will eat for dinner. It's already said. They can even change their mind last minute. They say, we are not cooking tonight. We are going out. <laughs> say, mention the place. When you mention, say, it is done. True or not true? Yeah. But there are people, even mentioning a place is, is difficult. It's stressed. It's stressed. Or you can go to a place people are eating. You, you decide you're not eating. And they ask you, are you okay? Say, me, I'm full. Yeah, let me just drink water. It's, I feel like my stomach is not, yeah, it's not comfortable with hotel food. But the stomach is rumbling because it's empty. May God bless you that you may not have a problem with food. The man is not powerful. I don't know why. I say may God bless you that food will not be a problem. Tell your neighbor, I prophesy over my life that food will not be an issue in my in my life in my house in my home in the name of Jesus anyway they found Jesus give me the scripture and when they found him on the other side of the sea they say to him Rabbi when did you come here 
They should have told us you're moving to another location. Because the last time we met near Tiberias and you provided us free lunch. Please, we want to know your itinerary. So when you move, we also move with you. Because when we are around you, things are okay. <laughs> yeah, every day is a bash day around Jesus. Look, even if it was you, you'll be in Jesus' meetings. Yeah, the reason why you don't come for my conferences is because I don't give you food. But if I was providing food for every conference, ah, you'll be registering from January. You'll be telling me how many conferences do we have? What is the registration? You, you pay all of them in advance. Mm. I followed him because of food. Next verse, what happened? And when they found him on the other side of the sea, Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me. Not because you saw the signs, but because... <laughs> he could see the intention. It's because you ate of the loaves. And you are filled, you are satisfied. That is why you are looking for me. You don't have any other reason why you are looking for me. It's food. Yeah, you, it's not even science. It's food. It's not even the miracles. It is food that you want. Hmm? Look, when I'm reading this scripture, I'm just having a revelation. And I'm saying that God should bless this church so much. Look, I want to be giving you food for free. You just eat. Oh yes, when we are fasting, we fast. But when we are not fasting, we eat. Yeah, I want us to be blessed. Look, one of these fine days, every ISAF meeting, I'll be providing free food for you. Yeah. I mean, it will not be an issue. I give you food and I give you a bottle of water to escort the food to your belly. Free. Why not? Yeah. Because I want some of you to add some weight a little bit. Hmm? Yeah, in future, when we're having conferences, we'll give you a break and we'll give you tea and we'll give you snacks. Go and bite. It's a blessing. Say amen to that. Amen. That God may do it, isn't it? Amen. Anyway, they were happy. Next verse. What happened? Next verse. I think we can do it, Pastor May. We can do it. Let's feed these people. Oh, <laughs> Hmm? I make a declaration from now onwards. Every I serve meeting, there'll be something for you to bite. Kevin, have you had? Hmm? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> no wonder we miss you. <laughs> Welcome back, Dad. Yeah, let, let, let my children eat. And be happy to serve God. So even if you come because of food, it's fine. You, at least you'll be in the meeting. <laughs> mm? And if you eat and then we see you leaving. All right, let's leave it at that and continue. Mm? Before you arrive, the food will come out. <laughs> anyway, let's continue. <laughs> oh, mercy Lord. Anyway, God will provide. I know you've started making calculations. Anyway, God will provide. Pastor Mary, God will provide. Let, let our children eat. Alright, do not, look at what Jesus said, do not labor for the food which perishes. He's telling them, look, your motivation for looking for me is very wrong. That you can even cross to the other side, looking for me. <laughs> you use your fear to look for me because of food. Risking your lives to cross the sea to come to where I am. He said, do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. So we must not labor for food that perishes, but we should labor for food which endures to everlasting service, everlasting life rather. Which is this food that endures to everlasting life? It is serving God genuinely with a pure heart, with no strings attached. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It should be a genuine desire, a genuine motivation to serve God. Not just because of food. So you should not come for the ISAV meeting because of food. You should come because you want to serve God. And you want to know more about God. Amen. Hallelujah. And when God blesses us more, we'll be giving you ice cream after the food. Amen. So tell your neighbor, let's labor for the food which endures to everlasting life. In other words, labor for that which will be relevant even when you step into eternity. You'll be rewarded in eternity. You'll be recognized in eternity because of what you have done for God. Now, when you look at laboring, you can see that we really labor 
in our secular jobs, we sacrifice, we are committed. Hmm? Hmm? In fact, there's somebody in this church, I told her, I want to give you a responsibility in the church. She told me, I, I, I have so much work in my secular field. I don't think I can handle it. Do I tell you who that person is? Huh? Look at your neighbor. The one that looks like he's not moving, that is a suspect. <laughs> Look at the way we are laboring in our secular jobs. We are giving all our energies, all our time, all our everything into our secular jobs. Which has no eternal value in God's presence. I am telling you the truth. What you are doing is to pay your bills and to survive. But if that's all you do, the day you die, it's, it's over. It's, it's over. They will say you are a manager, they say you are a pilot, they will say all these things, and then it ends there. Because you are laboring on that which perishes. Do you still want to know the person? How many want to know the person? Oh, so you don't know. You don't want, so let's continue. You see, the reason why you're not lifting your hands is because you are thinking you are the one. <laughs> so you must serve God. As a manager, make sure you manage, but you also serve God. As a pilot, make sure you fly planes, but you also serve God. As a businessman, make sure you do business, but you also do what? Serve God. Because let me tell you, you must labor in the food that has eternal value. Are we together? Yeah. But for the food which endures to everlasting, to everlasting life. Praise the Lord. Mm, powerful. First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58. So you don't want to know the person. I'm still on that point. How many are saying, tell us, lift your hand, we see. You see, the hands are still very few. I can see even the person is not lifting her hand. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's doing this. Uh, tell your neighbor, serve God. Oh yes, serve God, I'm telling you. No matter, even if you're selling eggs, sell eggs. When you're done selling eggs, you come and serve God. <laughs> Pastor Cliff, what's so? You're happy, eh? I know why you're happy. Oh yes, whatever you do, yeah, do it and serve God. You see, for me, when God called me, I told God, I am the offering. So me, I jumped in the offering basket and I told God, I will not do anything else, but I'll serve you. I will give myself wholly to you. There are people who don't have that grace. Yeah, and it was not an easy journey. Yeah. There are days I could come and preach and minister to people, lead worship, rather, 
and people get blessed. But I go to a house without food and nobody knew because I said I have given myself totally to God. There's a day I even fainted in church and people thought it was anointing. It was not the anointing. I was hungry. I fell and they said, oh, power has come. But me, I knew it was not power. Yeah, because I had stayed for days without eating and I was not fasting. There was no food to eat. I didn't even have sugar in my house to put in, in the strong tree. There was no milk, so I, had strong, I made strong tree, but there was not even sugar to put in there. Yeah. But I was happy and nobody knew. Yeah. Even Pastor Mary came to know about that story, I think, later. Yeah. I wanted it to stay like that, that people may know it was power. <laughs> yeah, power. Yeah, but it was not power. I was weak, I was frail, but I couldn't tell anybody. And I left, that, I left. people were coming and saying, wow, what a worship service, wow. I never told anybody that was hungry. Yeah, so sometimes I hear people, oh, complain, members, oh, I think I'm hungry, give me something. They don't understand ministry. Your source is not man. Your source is God. He's the one who called you. He will supply for you. And you will never see me beg you for money. I have never begged for money. To beg, I am ashamed. I'd rather sleep hungry than to come to you and tell you, give me money. Give me a packet of milk. I will never. God forbid. You are not my source. God is my source. He's the one who called me. One day I remember there was no food in my house and I, I took a plate and I took a fork, put it on the table. And I prayed and said, God, I've served you faithfully, but I'm also hungry and I need to eat. And I stayed there and waited. And I had a knock at the door. One of the ladies in the worship team had cooked food and brought me with fruits. So I asked her, how did you make this decision to bring me food? She said, while I was cooking, it's like I kept on seeing your face and I kept on having this very strong desire to cook for you and bring you food. So while I was praying, God was working. <laughs> and she was not bringing the food because she wanted me. She was bringing the food because she felt a conviction. There was no strings attached. And she brought the food. She didn't even enter the house. She said, you are a young man. You are not married. I cannot enter your house. This is the food. Take it. <laughs> it's a message within a message. Yeah, because we have very young ministers who come to the church and they want the whole world to know that they have problems. And they have issues. Look, some of these people you are running to, they have also slept hungry. 
Mary has never slept hungry. If you've never slept hungry, thank God for that. But there are many of us here, we know what it means to go without food. We've been there. Yeah. So it's not a new thing you're telling somebody to try and elicit sympathy. No. Be strong. Go through the process. You are a man of God. God is testing your faith. You are a woman of God. God is testing your faith to see how your faith can be stretched. How far can your faith be uh, stretched? And that's why every time, Pastor Dennis, when I have a major project, I always remember God provided food. He can provide for the projects. Oh, yes. And he will. Out of nowhere, he will. I can give you stories upon stories upon stories upon stories upon stories upon stories. I will never beg. I want to say again, I will never beg. You will never see me come to your house to beg. Never. God forbid. I will never. I will look up and I say, God, provide for this need. And he will provide. Glory to God. First Corinthians 15. 58. Hmm? I beg so that you control me with your 15,000 and manipulate me. Therefore, my beloved, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Tell your neighbor, be steadfast. Immovable. Tell your neighbor, immovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. That's the foot soldiers. Knowing hmm, that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Always abounding. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. NLT change the version hmm? when I'm preaching you should not be chewing gum NLT what does it say so my dear brothers do we have brothers here do you have dear sisters here? Be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. You are excited. It is not a drudgery for you. You are excited. You are happy. That's why some of you are not even shouting. It's like you're being coerced to be here. Are you happy to be here? Are you enthusiastic about serving God? It should be a joy. You're excited about it. Oh, yes. Enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Now, the key word there is nothing that you do for the Lord. So, 
Work for your company, yes. But ask yourself, have I done something for the Lord? Hmm? Felista, have I done something for the Lord? I have received calls the whole day. Yes, this is, no, 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 no. I am sorry. How can I help you? Nimepoteza PUK. Okay. The whole day. After that, ask yourself, what have I done for the Lord today? I have given my company eight hours, but what have I done for the Lord today? Hmm? No wonder many Christians, you see, if you don't understand this principle, you'll be thinking, by working for that Asian boss, you're working for the Lord. Tell your neighbor, it is not true. Because the only thing he can give you is a salary. But if you work for the Lord, he said, your labor. It is not ever useless. Give us message Bible. Change version. Can we read together? With all this going for us, my dear, dear friends, stand your ground and don't hold back. Throw Throw yourselves into the work of the master. Slap your neighbor and tell them, throw yourself into the work of the master. Throw yourself. This is powerful. Throw yourself into the work. Yeah. Jipeane. Tumika. Kubali kutumika. Jitume kwa kazi ya mungu. Jitole kwa kazi ya mungu. Jibwagize. Which Swahili is that? Jirushe. Jingize. Jimwage. Jitumbukize. Jitose. I I love that one. Eh? Jiwat. Jidimize. Jizamise. Jisindilie. That one for Pastor Ken. That one. That one has been watered down. You see, the people behind are not very happy. I don't know what is happening behind here. Huh? As we are excited about throwing ourselves into the work of the master. Are they analyzing my message? They are also looking behind. Tell your neighbor, throw yourself into the work of the master. Hey! This is powerful. 
Look, let me tell you the truth. Can I tell you something? One of the reasons why many Christians are weak is because they have not thrown themselves into the work of the master. Because where do you find time to sin? Hmm? Where, where do you find time to fornicate? Where do you even find time to travel out of town with that man or woman and spend the whole day firing you? Hey, this side is very quiet. Are these the ones who are being fired or what? get all that time. Can I tell you where you get it? It's because you have not thrown yourself into the work of the master. No wonder you have a lot of free time. And because you have a lot of free time, the devil gives you suggestions. Look at the way you plan it with SMSs, with calls, follow-ups, WhatsApp message. The whole day is because you have not thrown yourself. If you throw yourself, you have no time. You have no time. By the time you get to, to your house, you are so tired, you don't even have strength for fornication. You're very quiet, but I'm telling you something very powerful. You don't have strength to be caressed. <laughs> You are so tired. All you want is food and sleeping. I am preaching and I'm not afraid of your faces, I'm telling you. I am not afraid. You are looking at me with a straight, I'm not afraid. If you had thrown yourself into the work of the master, you could not be doing the evil things that you are doing. As we are talking right now, there are people who are supposed to be here, but they didn't come. The, some of them are fornicating right now as we are talking. <laughs> yeah, they are screaming right now in somebody's bedroom. Ah, kill me! <laughs> oh, you have missed, you have missed, you have missed it, you have missed it. I'm about to. <laughs> Almost there, almost there, almost there! Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it! Don't move, don't move! Don't move, don't move, don't move! Stay there, stay there! Oh, you think I'm afraid of you? I am not! I will say it! It's because you have not thrown yourself. So you have time to do a, a very bad things, wicked things. Yeah. 
Tell your neighbor, you, you must throw yourself into. Throw yourself into the work of the master. <clears throat> Sit down, we finish this thing. I'll give you maybe the workers next time. <laughs> hmm? Ask your neighbor, are you breathing? Are you okay? Are you fine? Are you enjoying the message? Is it hitting home? We need to throw ourselves fully into the work of God. Confident that nothing you do for him, nothing. Look at the next part of the word. Confident. Hmm? Confident. Let's read together. Confident that nothing you do for him is a waste of time or effort. What we are doing here is not a waste of time. It's not a waste of effort. What they are doing in the house right now and screaming, that is a waste of effort and a waste of fluids. I am telling you what I know. One time I was preaching like this, a brother stood up and left while I'm preaching. It's a true story. And all my stories are true. And I saw him standing up and he left. And I thought he's taking a call and coming back. He never came back. Later on, we discovered that he stood up because the lady was at his doorstep. And he sent a message said, where are you? Niko Hapa. At your door. Waiting for you. So the guy went while I was preaching the way I'm preaching. The brother. The brother was firing a lady. Are you seeing how people can be wicked? <laughs> oh man. It's a true story. So this is not a waste of time. It's not a waste of effort. Pastor Mary and I have discovered something. Sunday is the day most Christians sin. Sunday afternoon. Because you see, in the service, you have experienced a high. So when you're going home, then afternoon is a bit boring. You want the high. You... <laughs> <laughs> so tell your neighbor, hey, pastor should keep us in church every Sunday. Just keep us. It's, it's saving me a lot of problems. It is not in vain. Give me the scripture. Give yourself holy. Which scripture is that? Give thyself holy. Is in the book of somebody browse and give me that scripture. Give thyself holy. Hmm? Google quickly and give me the scriptures. We should get to a place where I mention a scripture, I get it very quickly. First Timothy 4:15. King James Version. Let's read together, verse 15. Meditate. 
Let's go up there a little bit. Mm -hmm. Go up. Let's, let's start from verse 10 or 9 or something. Where are you? DJ, move quickly. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the savior of all men, especially of those that do what? That believe. We labor. We suffer, yes. We will suffer, but we are laboring because we know our labor in the Lord is not a waste of time. It's not a waste of effort. What we are doing here is not a waste of time. Hmm? These things, Paul says, command and do what? And teach. Command and teach. Command and teach. Next verse. Let no man despise your youth. A lot of you are young here. Yeah. I don't think there's, there's uh, old people here. We are, we are all young. Yeah. Tell me I'm young. Yeah. Very few people have gray hair here. Very few. I don't think it's even five. I've started seeing gray hair attacking me. But I'm attacking it back in the name of Jesus. Do you have gray hair? Yes, you have gray hair. Do you have gray hair? You don't. You, you have no hair. Hey, yours is another level, my friend. Hey, you, 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 there's no hair. Everywhere, there's no Mercy. Hey. Mercy, Lord. Please. Scope of a shift. Stay focused, isn't it? <laughs> Who else has gray hair here? Omega, do you have gray hair? No, you don't. Ah, Musembi? You don't, okay. You, you have one or two or three. Ah, okay. Philip, you have gray hair? All right. So a few people here have gray hair. So most of us are young. Yeah. Even me, I'm in the group of young people. Yeah. One time I was driving and I was behind this lorry. You know, these lorries have messages. So I was driving and one of the lorries I was behind driving, it is written Muzeniwewe. I said, no, it's not me. Muzeniwewe. <laughs> it was an old lorry. <laughs> Let no man despise your youth. Tell your neighbor, I am young at heart. <laughs> then he says, Be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Keep going. Till I come, give attendance to reading to exhortation, and to doctrine. Next verse. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. These are elders. Hmm? Then next verse. Meditate upon these things, and then give. And then give. And then give thyself wholly to them that your profiting 
That's what I'm telling you. It's not a waste of time. It's not a waste of effort. That your profiting may appear to all. Can we read it in NLT? See what it says. That verse 15. Change the version. Give your complete ish. My friend. Yellow card. Give your complete attention to these matters. Look at that word again. Throw yourself into your tasks so that everyone will see your progress. It's time for you to throw yourself into the work of God. Hmm? What does message say? Message, message. Change the version. Cultivate these things. Pastor Ken, I don't trust your Swahili. Immerse yourself in them that people will all see you mature right before their eyes. Hmm? Jeremiah, where it talks about you should not withdraw your sword. I want us to read that verse. You should not withdraw your sword. Hmm? Get for me that verse quickly. You should not withdraw your sword from blood. Hmm? Get me. It's in the book of Jeremiah, I believe. Tell yourself, but throw yourself. Tell your neighbor, throw yourself. Throw yourself. Throw yourself into the work of the master. Give yourself holy. Yes. Holy. I hope as I'm preaching, that lady will change her mind. I'm just praying she will change her mind. Mm. Mm. That busy lady. She's so busy. She was even very, very, very proud to tell me how busy she is at a place of work. She said it with a lot of pride. With too much English. Yeah. Complicated English. To try and show me that how impossible it is for her to serve God. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> eh? No, don't suspect anyone. Just you might be the one I'm talking about. So don't. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> and she thought what she's telling me is very profound. She didn't even call me pastor. She said, "Sir." What kind of audacity is this? Pray that this message will change her. Okay. Jeremiah chapter 48 and verse 10. Let's go to the normal language. New King James or King James, whatever, first. Alright. Can we read together? Cast is he who does the work of the Lord deceitfully? You see how we attract curses? That sometimes you don't even need somebody to tell you you're cursed. Just the way you work for the Lord, how you drag your feet, how you come late, how you make it difficult for your leader to lead you, 
How you are so stubborn in that department that when your leader thinks about you, he has a headache. You serve or you work for the Lord deceitfully. The Bible says, cast is he. Hey, bring back the scripture. We are talking about types of food. So I've not even gotten, I'm trying to build my message. And it's like the introduction is more powerful than even what I wanted to say. <laughs> Cast is he who does the work of the Lord deceitfully. You are lazy, you are late, you are dragging your feet, you are slothful, you are disre- disrespectful to your leaders, you don't flow with the leadership that God has established in your life, you are not honest, you are not genuine, you lie to your leader so that you, he may not think that you don't want to, but you lie. Working for the Lord deceitfully, you're already cursed. Look at your life and ask yourself, how many curses have you attracted? Many. Many, many. Many. By just working for the Lord deceitfully, you are not honest. You're not genuine. When the pastor travels, you also travel. When you know he has come back, and sometimes you don't know, you see on Facebook he has come back, you say, oh, now I can come back. Hmm? And then it says, and cast is he who keeps back his sword from blood. In other words, you're supposed to use your sword to fight your gift, your talent, and you decide, I'm not going to do it. The Bible says you are also cast. It's very scary. Yeah. This will make you rise up and become a very good foot soldier, serving God with all your heart because you want to attract what? Blessings and not curses. Now, most of you don't understand curses at all. You don't. I taught about curses, but it's like some of you did not really get it. But curses are real. One of the simplest way of understanding curses, I pray for you to travel. You will understand what a curse is. When you travel and go to countries that have developed and they are doing well, and you look at your country, then you will know that a curse is real. Hmm? We are descendants of Ham. You know Ham? The one who was cast by the father. Who was the father? Noah. He said a servant, a servant of servants. Not even a servant of a master. A servant of servants shall you be. You see some people say, oh, we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. So there's no curse that can touch me. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. There's no curse, it will touch me. One of the curses that was given to women is her desire will be to her husband. She will desire, um, she will desire men. Hmm? Another one is when she, she's giving birth, there will be pain. You are born again. Do you still have pain when you are giving birth? Why do you scream in the maternity ward? It's pain. It was spoken in the book of Genesis. 
and it is still there. You must understand how curses operate. Are we together, somebody? So before you say we have redeemed from the curse, you should understand which context. God himself said, the day you eat the fruit, you will die. Are we not dying? <laughs> I'm asking you, are we not dying? People used to live for 300 plus years. Right now, even some people to get to 50 is a blessing. To get to 60 is a blessing. Yeah, 70, you meet somebody at 70, I'm a choker. I'm a son. God, take your servant. Is what was spoken. Methuselah was very old. Maybe he was a teenager at 250. To adole. To pimples to 250 years. Squeeze Curse is real. You go, look, if you travel, I'm telling you the truth, you will understand what a curse is. One of the ways I realize that a curse is real is when I travel in different countries and I'm in different airports. The difference is very huge. There are countries you go to when you enter the toilet and do your business when you are done. You just wake up and go. It will just take care of itself. No matter how hard it is. It will go. I'm telling you, it will go. But there are countries I know. You will stay in that place flashing, flash one. The thing is just dancing. Then you wait for the system. And there's a queue. There are people who are knocking at the door. You hit flash one more time. The thing is just dancing. It's just looking at you. <laughs> now you decide, what will I do? These people don't go to the toilet. This side, they look very dignified. Or you go to some countries, even the water is not there. Yeah, but they have given you like a very big drum filled with water, and they give you a jug. When you are done, you come to the jug. Hey. Why is it not going? <laughs> you feel like carrying the entire drum. Because this thing is stubborn. It's not going. <laughs> and you wonder, 
if you can bring water and put it in a drum, why can't you take the same water and put in a pipe so it comes through the cistern? So I can just flush. I know you have no money for the automatic one, but just. Gas is real. It's real. So when we're talking about cast is he, I want you to take it very seriously. Because you will try and move forward. You can't. Why? Because of working for the Lord deceitfully. No wonder no breakthroughs in your life. And then you start complaining. But I serve God. But in real sense, you don't serve him with genuineness and honesty from your heart. You are serving while complaining. You serve, you feel like you are, you are inconvenienced. You are serving as if you're doing it for the pastor. It's like I service. You will never be blessed. You, in fact, you will attract a curse. I want to tell you this so that you may not say I didn't know. Sometimes we curse ourselves the way we serve God. When we announce we're having a serve meeting, what are the feelings you have? What are the feelings? Because sometimes you can be like, hey, today, it won't be easy. And I came to church at six. No wonder some of you didn't come to my class at six. Because you say, I can't come at six. Then I attend the service. Then I have to wait. Then I come in the afternoon. No, 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 no. Let me sleep. Come at night so that I stay in the I serve. And they are here looking at me. When, when I look at them, their eyes move another direction. They are not laughing. They are very quiet. And some of them did not finish the classes. Let the class be in All this, how many HODs are here? Stand to your feet. These are HODs. CMG leaders, stand to your feet. All these people. Huh? They are not having it easy with some of you. Because you are working. You, you, serve with, you serve with a lot of deceit. It's not easy for them. They will not tell you, but it's not easy. It's their wives and their husbands who know what they are going through. Because when they go home and they have stress, then the wife knows, hey, today things were not very good in the department. It's because of you. But you don't know that you are actually opening up your life to curses. Change the version. Sit down, you beautiful people who are serving God. Like, for example, the worship team members, can you stand to your feet? I want to ask you a very simple question. There are only three. Where are the rest? One, two, three. There are three. So sit down. I'll not ask you the question because you're not all of you. It was supposed to be for everyone. 
Message Bible. Can we message it? Read it. Sloppy work. Sloppy work in God's name is And cast all have hearted use of the sword. You have a gift, you have a talent, you have an ability, but you don't optimize on what God has given. It's half-hearted service to God. It's cast. Hmm? What is sloppy? Pastor Ngure, can you give us the meanings of the word sloppy? Sloppy. Hmm? Sloppy. Ish. In his shoulder. Hey. When I grow up, Wow. Hey, Siliza ko blessed. Sloppy means, I was telling Pastor Mary, I want to really go to the gym and have so many muscles so that when I grab her, she feels safe. <laughs> but she's afraid of muscles. Yeah. Uh, muscles are good. Yeah. Huh? Why? <laughs> Let's go back to the word. Sloppy. So careless. Careless. Excessively casual. Excessively casual. Look at that. Careless and unsystematic. Excessively casual. You don't show up and you don't tell your leader where you are. Casual. Can't even apologize. Casual. The pastor is expecting you on Sunday, and you just disappear, casual, and you take it. You take it so easy. When you meet, you say, "Oh, I forgot to tell you, uh, my uncle visited." As a pastor, can where uncle amekujan on a Sunday morning? What can you do? Utafanyaje? Casual, sloppy, casual. Hey. Hmm? Casual. Give us another meaning if you have. Excessively casual. Uh-huh. Not, not, not taking care or making an effort. No effort. You don't try to reach your leader to try and explain yourself why you're not able to come. I love this pastor. Very much. Pastor Daido cannot be away without saying. Whether it is Tuesday or Friday or Sunday, he will always explain why he is not available. And some of you, you are not even a pastor. Now, you are not even a pastor. 
can't even tell your leader that I'll not be able to be there. Look, we are not trying to control you, but we want you to see that what you are doing is so important, not just to the pastor, not just to the church, but to God, that when you're not there, courtesy demands that you say I'll not make it so that your leader can make arrangements. Sloppy, do you have another? Absence of order. Absence of order. No order at all. Hmm. No order. Confusion. No structure, no order, nothing. Sloppy work. Give me the scripture again. Sloppy work in God's name is sloppy work in God's name is cast. Change the version. NLT. Cast. <laughs> this word is serious. Read with me. Cast are those who refuse to do the Lord's work. Hmm. I think we should pray. Because as we continue, it's like we can see a lot of curses in our lives. They refuse. Some of you, God is speaking to you to be one of the people that will plant you out. But you have refused. You are as stubborn as a mule. You have refused. You don't want. And God is speaking. You don't want. You say, I can't do it. You remember the story I gave you in the morning? Huh? Of the prophet who prophesied. Prophesy it one, you, you will go to England, for example. I say, yes, I receive the prophecy. I receive it. You, 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 are, you, you will go to, you will go to America. Oh, I receive it, I receive it. He went to another one. Say, you, you will go to Togo. He said, Tofiaka, I reject that prophecy in the name of Jesus. Back to the center in Jesus' name. Give me another prophecy. I'm not going to Togo. Cast is he who refuses. To do the Lord's work. How many here have done three and a half years of training? T truck, stand to your feet. Three and a half years of training. As they stand, I want you to know those are churches you are looking at. How many churches are these here? Count them. <laughs> hmm? These are 30 churches. Just like this, 30 churches. And I know we have more. So you must say yes. Oh, Pastor Tina, you're looking good. You know, when you stand, that's when I, I see the real impact of your situation. The full extent of your situation. You're looking very good. I like what I'm seeing. 
Mambo leo. What have you done? PFTP you have done, huh? Okay. Even those who have done PFTP, you have to PFTP, stand to your feet. I show you how many churches are increasing. All these are churches. Even Onesimus, who prophesied to himself that he wants to be like me, a pastor. That's another church. All these are churches, but we are afraid. Hmm? While you're standing, let us read NIV. <laughs> Change the version to NIV. Cast. Can we read together? Cast is anyone who is lax in doing the Lord's work. Give us the definition of lax, Pastor Ngure, our walking dictionary. Lax. Hmm? Lux. Lucy Cash can be a very powerful evangelist. Even her tongues are very deep. You've never heard her speak in tongues. She's very anointed. When she gets into tongues, before she goes to Kikuyu while praying, she gets it's, it's, it's deep and powerful. Isn't it? Yes. I've heard her pray. Mm. Oh, she comes from full gospel. That was my church. We used to pray, pray, pray. Then we get somewhere. It's like we graduate. We switch to Kikuyu. Oh, mother, you are a shokagado. Yeah, I know those prayers. And then the tone changes. Guy, guy. Lux. Not sufficiently strict. Not sufficiently strict. Severe or careful. Yeah. Then the other one is not firm. Not firm. You are lax. Not firm. You are just there. Anything can sway you. Having an opening or looseness. You are a loose. You are like a prostitute. You don't have firmness. Careless. Careless. Negligent. Negligent. Lacking discipline. Lacking discipline. Hey, how In, will God bless you? Hey, give us more. Indifferent. Indifferent. Careless. Careless. L lenient. Lenient. Negligent. Negligent. Is also the same as sloppy. Is also the same as sloppy. So it's a synonym. The word sloppy. See what you moja. You can't be lax. You can be sloppy. COTHQ. We cannot be sloppy. COT Mbakasi. We cannot be sloppy. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Pastor Tina should be the only one standing. Everybody should sit down. Turn around. Let people see how the Lord has blessed you. Look at her. The Lord has blessed you. Yeah. It's a good thing. Did you see? 
They did not see. Hmm? Look at how the Lord has blessed her. The blessings of the Lord make it rich. And they had no sorrow. Wow. You see, the Bible is always true. Everything you do in the dark will come to life. Believe in the scriptures, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Believe in the scriptures. <laughs> Scripture cannot be broken, I'm telling you. Pastor Tina, we are happy for you. Personally, me, I'm very happy for you. Yeah. Because I've been praying for you so much. Uh, I am the happiest pastor in the world. Amen. Pastor Renson, I'm praying for you. I hope you are not lax. And I hope you are not sloppy. I hope you know where it is, isn't it? <laughs> okay. He's withholding the sword. <laughs> <laughs> oh man tell your neighbor throw yourself into the work of the master let me give you one type I have nine but my time is up so let me just give you one Mm. Harry, Bessie is laughing. <laughs> Harry, Bessie is laughing at you. <laughs> Number one. You know, some of you, when you come to church, you're too serious. You're too serious for nothing. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, relax, we are in church and we're enjoying church. You're too serious. Isaac, are you okay? Are you breathing? Foot soldier number one. This is a foot soldier who, or these are foot soldiers who are sons struck daughters. Foot soldiers who are sons or daughters. In other words, they don't serve with the mentality of a worker. They work or they serve with the mentality of a son or a daughter in the house. If you could see what I'm seeing, you'll become a son in this house. If you can see what I'm seeing. If you can see how bright the future of COT is. Son. You see, many people run into ministries that are successful, but they don't see the, ton, the tons of work 
or the turn of work behind or the years. Let me use the word years. Years. You know, I was looking at Bishop Doug when he was preaching on um, last week in, in Nakuru. And I remembered the first time I saw him. He started preaching even before I was preaching. The first time I saw him preaching, I was in high school. Yes, I saw him on TV once and then he disappeared. Yeah. Those are many years ago. Is when the world is coming to see him and to know him now. This TDJX you know about, I started watching him when I was, I think, from two or from three. Those days. And I was wondering, who is this man? Who is this man? And I started listening to him. The first message I remember him preaching, he was preaching about um, divine strategies. Oof. It was powerful. And those days, you know, we didn't have YouTube. We used to have those long cassettes. So I went and borrowed from somebody to watch. Yeah, VHS. You remember those cassettes? Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Viona, you, you know VHS? Huh? You've seen one. That's what we used to watch. Then another message he preached was Satan. The blood is against you. Ooh, I say, what a man. Many years ago is when the world has come to see them. But by the time I was interacting with him, he had been preaching many years and nobody knew about him. The person that made him to be known was a guy called Carlton Pearson. He invited him for a show. And when he came on the show, he outshone everybody else <laughs> in the show. That's how his name went viral. Bishop Lai, I started watching him. I can't remember when I started watching Bishop Lai. He's been on TV for many years. Family Glory. I don't know if you remember that program. Yeah. So people run into ministries that are successful, but they don't know it has taken years to build those ministries. That's what I'm saying. If you can see what I'm saying, you will stay and become a son. Because one of the signs, read the book, the mega church, one of the signs or one of the reasons why we have mega churches is because the church has been there for some time. Our church is very young. We are only 12 years. Is it 12? Only 12 years. Catholic church. Catholic church has been there, I don't know from when. The Catholic Church is older than some of you. Okay. All of us. Are we together, somebody? So, when you become a son, then you know that I am here to stay and I am working as a son. If you work as a son, you will never tear down what your father is building. You will not destroy what your father is building. True or not true. There is a clip I sent by Bishop Doug. There is a scripture he read. You remember the script? What was the scripture? I sent you that clip. Hmm? 
Are you? Proverbs chapter 17, 13. Give us Proverbs chapter 17 and verse number 13. Can we read? Whoever rewards evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. Change the version. Yes, even that one we shall read. But there's, there's, there's something I'm looking for here. I am. How about NIV? What does it say? There's, there's one who talks about trouble. ERV. Do you have ERV? Yellow card and a half. All right, let's go to Ezekiel. Ezekiel 34. Ezekiel 34. Tell your neighbor, I want to be a foot soldier who is a son in the house. Verse 18. Give us from New King James first. We read it. Is it not enough for you? Is it too little for you to have eaten up the good pasture? That you must tread down with your feet the residue of your pasture and to have drunk of the clear waters that you may foul the residue with your feet. Verse 19. DJ, and as for my flock, they eat what you have trampled with your feet and they drink what you have fouled with your feet. In other words, you, you ate from the, from that cistern, you enjoyed whatever you enjoyed, but when you are living, you decide to take mud and put in the water so that those who are remaining, they may eat contaminated food and drink contaminated water. Yeah? You are a wazimu, isn't it? Do you know that's what people do when they leave the church? They fat on their way out. <laughs> so that those who are remaining are choked. They cannot breathe fresh air. They also start having questions. They, are, they must be living for a reason. And you follow them, they explain to you the glory has moved. Nyota. Imesonga, isn't it? And they explain to you why they are they have moved and they even like corrupt you what are they doing they are putting mud on the pasture they are trampling on the water that you are drinking from so the water is not clean anymore for you look your pastor is the same he has not changed whether people live or not he's still the same preaching the gospel praying he's just doing what he was doing he has not changed he's the same so you can't say the glory has moved. Moved from where? Change the version. Huh? NLT. Why? Verse 18. Verse 18. You, you're not enjoying my scriptures today. Isn't it enough for you to keep the best of the pastures for yourselves? Must you also trample down the rest? Isn't it enough for you to drink clear water for yourself? Must you also muddy the rest? 
with your feet. Verse 19. Why must my flock eat what you have trampled down and drink water you have fouled? Hmm? Look, can I tell you something? Ministry is perception. When Jesus was in his hometown, because of perception, he didn't do much. Ministry is perception. If Benin comes here and he says, lift your hand, lift, lift your hands and receive healing right now, you will really believe. Because your perception is this is a healing evangelist. And your faith will go to another level. Because you know this is a healing evangelist. When your pastor says, lift your hands and receive healing. <laughs> Are you lifting your hands to encourage me? <laughs> Tell your neighbor, ministry is perception. So when you become a son, you have perceived that this is your father. So no matter what happens in the house, you will stay. And you will serve with all your heart. Isn't it? Look, in your home, sometimes your father and your mother were quarreling in the bedroom. They could wake up at night and, and, and make sure that you guys are asleep. They go and check your room. Ah, this one has slept. Ah, this one has slept. <laughs> then they turned on each other. Eh? Eh? Why are you not respecting me? <laughs> By the time you wake up, they have made peace. Yeah, they have made a lot of peace. And you don't know. And you say, oh, my parents have never quarreled. They knew when to quarrel. Yeah. But some of us, you know, as we have no patience to wait until at night. Some, some of us in Atokanga to have some, oops, oh, children are here. Control yourself. But you still stayed in that house. Isn't it? Oh, yes, you stayed. Because you, you recognize that these are your parents. So, we have foot soldiers who are sons. Yes. yes. And they're daughters. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that you are not staying because we are perfect. You are staying because you have a revelation. This is my home. Yeah. You know, sometimes when I look at some congregations, I say, these people are so mature. Yeah. There was a time, Honorable Bishop, Dr., Margaret Wanjiru was on the news for all the bad reasons. Hmm? With her marriage, whatever, 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 but the church was full. True or not true? Yeah. Commander. You guys know commander. <laughs> you don't know commander. <laughs> Can you want commander? <laughs> He was also in the news for all the bad reasons. But Sunday, his church was full. Because those people understand, this is my home. And it doesn't have to be perfect. I am a son in this house. 
So foot soldiers who are sons are a blessing. Because they will serve forever. They will always be there forever. Hallelujah. I mean, why do you want to leave? Hmm? Even the way you are seated is like we are just about to leave. You even sit at the edge of the seat. Ask your neighbor, why do you want to leave? Why? Why, why are you always looking for a reason to leave? Why don't you look for a reason to stay? Hmm? Look, if, if you're married and you're looking for a reason to leave your marriage, I am telling you, you will see a million and one reasons. Yeah. And, and you will see the reasons right from the word go. You look at your husband the way he's eating and you're like, hmm, jamana kulaji. The guy is enjoying your food, but is irritating you. You don't like it. <laughs> at night, oh, the guy is snoring. You even wake up at just his head. When you just turn the head, the snoring goes to the next level. <laughs> One time I was turning. You know me, I turn, I turn. Hey, my elbow caught Pastor Mary. As I was negotiating the turn. Because some of us, we turn like a 10-wheeler trailer. He said, honey, you have hit me. Did I answer? <laughs> Then one day, I woke up in the morning. Oh, my arm was in pain. <laughs> you received my problem. <laughs> It was in pain. So I asked Pastor Mary, hey, Kwani, what happened at night? Because my, 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 I'm feeling a lot of pain. No. She told me she had somebody knock like the wall. So maybe as I was standing, <laughs> I hit the wall with my elbow and I continued sleeping. <laughs> he giveth sleep to those who love. So that can be a reason for Pastor Mary to say, this man, one day, he will kill me. <laughs> because the way he is standing, it is a health hazard. It is a suicidal move. But she's still there. Hmm? She's still there. You understand? Yeah. I, I don't knock her every day. It was just once. Yeah. It was just once. So what I'm saying, if you're looking for reasons to live, there are so many reasons for living. You understand?
Some of these wives might not give you their story. Some of these husbands might not give you your story. But there are people here, every night, they have to pick their spouse from the floor and return them to bed. But you will never know. Because as they're sleeping, sleeping, they turn, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> the guy is down. Oh, the lady is down. It's the lady and brings back to bed. Yeah, it's part of life. Are we together? Yeah. And there are people when they turn, they forget. You see, when you turn, you should turn back. So people, when they turn, they keep on turning. <laughs> Pastor Tina, praise the Lord. <laughs> so you've, at night you are sleeping and you feel somebody is on top of you, Bana. He's trying to turn. <laughs> Look, if you're looking for reasons to live, you will find them. So many of them. I don't make the bed. I have tried. I have tried to please my wife in that area. But it's not easy. Recently we have just come from America. I just want to relax, have peace in my bedroom. She told me, okay, go the other side. My body was going, but my heart was not going. Then he said, okay, hold it. Stretch it. Lift the mattress. I lifted. Push it inside. We finished. She brought another layer. Stretch it. Then we went the backside, then say, lift it. We lifted. Hey. Then she brought another layer. I say, hey, how many things should we need to sleep on? Anyway, we finished. When we finished, I left. And she came back to inspect. She said, ah, what have you done here? I said, please, let's just sleep in peace. <laughs> <laughs> I told her, relax, let's sleep in peace. Yeah. <laughs> but did you correct it? I don't know if you corrected it. Yeah? You did? Oh, okay. Yeah. If you're looking for reasons to leave, you'll find them. Yeah. When she leaves, there's freedom. You just jump out of the bed, you throw that duvet. You say, hello world, I'm here. Yes. You leave and you never look back. <laughs> Forward ever. <laughs> Backward never. You are gone. Mm? Because my thinking is, I'm still coming to the same bed. Why should I make it? Secondly, when I was growing up, my mother never cared <laughs> if our bed is made or not. She never cared about it. It was none of her business. You make it, if you don't make it, it's none of her business. 
So I see her with my children. Hey, make your bed. Especially herself. Make your bed. Yeah, me, I'm like, mm, this is not a conversation I want to be in. <laughs> I excuse myself. Because I don't want my son to say, but daddy does not make his bed. And when he's saying it, I'm not there. <laughs> if you're looking for reasons, so many reasons. Why do you want to live? Stay. Become a foot soldier who is a son. You stay and serve. Amen. Let me give you one scripture, then we pray. Hey, I will continue. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 22. Pastor Dennis, do you make the bed? Oh, you don't. So I'm not the only one. I'll never walk alone. Ryan, you make the bed. Spread it. Pastor Mary is very particular. Say, hey, 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 there's a fold there. Stretch it. Sometimes I pull it and say, woman, if you knew what is in my heart right now, you will let your servant be at peace. Pull it, pull it, pull it, pull it. It has to be flat. Pull it, pull it, pull it, pull it. Wow. Hey. Hey, are we having an exam? <laughs> are they coming to inspect our house? Pastor said, you make your bed. You don't. I'm spoiling these sons of man. <laughs> Pastor Cliff, you make your bed. Everyone has bad. Jeremy, you make it. You stretch it. Everyone has bad. Harry, do you make your bed? Harry says no. Juliana, he makes, spreads it, it's flat. Geoffrey, hey. you do what? Or you try? Under instructions. Uh, I know what it means to be under strict instructions. Mm. Susan, does your husband make the bed? It doesn't. Yeah, no man could chaffu a bed. You could chaffu a bed. No man could chaffu a bed. Somebody should come and know that there was action. I'm spoiling you. Your wives are looking at you, I'm telling you. Look at Felista. Philippians chapter 2. Huh? How many wives will want your husband to make the bed with you to help you? You will want to help. Naomi, does he make? Oh, you gave up. You tried, you tried, you tried, it was not working. You decided that is your personal project. 
you have thrown yourself into making the bed in the house. What? <laughs> Pastor Ken, oh my goodness. Pastor Ken covers a multitude of sins beneath. <laughs> That's how he spreads the bed. <laughs> Inside there, everything is twisted. So you think the bed has been made, but if you lift it, <laughs> it's working deceitfully, isn't it? <laughs> oh man. Philippians chapter 2. Let's finish with this verse. Mukami, do you want your husband to help you make the bed? He does. He makes the bed. Hey. Wana, munafanya watu wengine kasi is to feel namna gani sasa? We're making us feel like sinners. Where is Dolly? I need to know from Dolly. Is she here? Eh? Does he? The way you are laughing is already an answer. But <laughs> and the way he's told. Verse 22. Let's read this verse. But you know is proven character. Let's go up so we know who is he talking about. Go back to verse 21. Go back to the other verse, maybe 19. Pastor Zev, do you make your bed? Huh? <laughs> Philippians 2.19, let's read. Three go, but I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. Next verse, verse 20. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. Verse 21. For all seek their own, not the things which are Christ Jesus. Verse 22. But you know his proven character that as a son with his father, he served with me in the gospel. Isn't that beautiful? He served with him as a father in the gospel. So he was a foot soldier who was a son. He didn't just work as a worker. He worked as a, as a son. Change the version. But you know yourselves that Timothy's is the real thing. He's been a devoted son to me as together we've delivered the message. Change the version. But you know how Timothy has proved himself like a son with his father. He has served with me in preaching the good news. Hey, everybody wants a Timothy. Father, give me Timothys. Raise up Timothy, Timothys in COT who will serve with me in preaching the gospel. Not as workers, but as sons and as daughters. In Jesus' name. May God bless you. May God increase you. May you become a grateful soldier. Wonderful foot soldier. Serve God with all your heart. Don't keep your sword from working. 
don't keep your don't withhold your sword from working be faithful and work serve without deceit in jesus name amen one more time give god a mighty hand of praise Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazo Tachero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.